Welcome to The Rural Rockstar, a podcast dedicated to empowering rural women with the tools and inspiration to transform their lives and businesses from the inside out. I share my journey of Survive to Thrive in life and business, and I show what it takes to be an entrepreneur. I also interview other rockstar women from around the world to inspire you to do it too. My mission is to empower the next generation of rural changemakers to show up and be the leaders we need. I'm Katrina, your rockstar host. Let's rock. Okay, welcome back to the Rural Rockstar. I am joined today by Leah Ladson, who I think I say this about every guest, but Leah is absolutely a rural rockstar. She's amazing. And I have loved following Leah for the past, I think we came across each other a couple of years ago now. Um, Leah's done photos for me and she's done photos for my friends. Uh, It's so lovely to have you here, Leah. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Leah, as I said, she's done photos for me, so she's a photographer. Um, but I guess really, well, I'd love to hear actually, Leah, but I'm, I'm assuming that's where you sort of started. But your career has certainly developed into lots more than that. Now you offer online courses, there's mentoring, there's um, you've started a new business. There's lots of things that seems yep. going on. Um, and I'd love to hear how that started for you and where it all started. But then also what I've noticed from you, it, obviously you've got it's three kids now, isn't it? So um, yeah. what I've noticed yeah. over the last sort of 12 months, and especially with COVID and everything, is that it seems like you're really, well, what I'm picking up is that you're trying to slow down a bit. So I'm interested to jump into all of that with you today because I think that's going to be some really valuable yeah. stuff in there for our listeners. So tell us where it all started yeah. um, and how you ended up. You're, Leah's based in Morong. Um, which is about 20 minutes yep. out of Bendigo. Is that right? 20 minutes? Yep. Yep. So tell us where it all started and how you ended up in Morong. <laughs> all right. Oh, God, where do, how far do I go back? Um, I know. This is, this is always the challenge. I, make, <laughs> I know. Firstly, I, need to, I feel like I need to make a disclaimer that I'm in a place in my life right now where I'm trying to be okay with the uncomfortableness of not knowing what it is that I want to be doing. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, you know, usually I've got, usually I'm a really decisive person and I'm really good at giving advice and all of that sort of stuff, but I'm just at this place in my life at the moment, which I don't think I've ever been where I'm just like, I really just don't know what is going on. Um, so I'll just say that first. Yeah. Um, but yeah, where did it start? So I went to uni and did a degree in graphic design, which I've never worked a day in my life in graphic design, but um, I guess it wasn't a complete waste because I did um, my photography all the way through uni. I actually learnt on film cameras and so I taught myself digital. Um, and, yeah, so, sort of just started um, out taking photos of, like, my family and friends and their kids. Um, then I got asked to shoot a wedding, which I was paid with a slow cooker. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've actually still got the slow cooker, so jokes on them. <laughs> um, I mean, we all have to start somewhere, don't we? <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, so I really started my business when I went on maternity leave with my second daughter, Audrey, which was Um, I had her in 2015 and I knew I wanted to have the full 12 months off my um, day job in construction at that time. And I just really wanted to give myself 
that 12 months to start a business and give it a really good crack. And I just said in my head, like, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Um, I did really like my job in construction as well. So it didn't really phase me, but I just wanted to have that time in my life where I actually gave it a really good crack. So I did that. And um, yeah, only a few months in, it just went wild. I had made the decision early on, um, so early 2016, that I wanted to start um, photographing, you know, small business products and small business owners. And I think that that was a really, that was really the starting point in Instagram where it hasn't, hadn't really been done yet. Um, and so, yeah, I started taking um or doing like collaborations. I wasn't even really paid for a lot of the early work that I did, but people would send me stuff for my kids and then I'd take photos of it. So it was like influencer work, but I didn't have the following. They were just getting, you know, the photos <coughs> in return for their products. So um, that's kind of where it started. And then um, it's just kind of evolved into this big, crazy beast. Um, I was just thinking in the car on my way home, um, knowing that I had this, chat with you that I think from sort of 2000 and 2000 I was in hustle mode mm-hmm. but with boundaries I've always been pretty good at setting boundaries for myself and um yeah my business is grew really fast like a lot faster than I, ha- I had expected um and yeah I'm just now I'm here it's oh there's I love there's so much that I could ask you about there I think firstly just to acknowledge and I guess celebrate with you that you are actually owning the place that you're at now. I love that. I love that you're saying that it's, you know, you actually, you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable with not actually knowing where you want to go next. And I think that's great because, you know, there's so much pressure on us often to like think we've got it all figured out and to get it perfect and to know what our next move is. And it's, I think it's really nice that you're sort of just owning that right now about where you're up to. And, and it's like you've already done so much. You've done so many amazing things. And, you know, it's nice to just sit and sort of go, okay, well, I'm not sure what the next move is, but I'm just going to enjoy what's here right now. I noticed that one of your posts was um, that your word for the year was settle. Not as in like settle yeah. for something, but just like uh, the way I sort of interpret it was just that like just take everything more slowly, just like settle into where you are and, you listed the things that you wanted to yeah. prioritise. And so that's obviously been a very yeah. conscious choice for you over the last 12 months. Is that right? Yeah. 2020 changed me massively. It was mm-hmm. obviously because I had a baby, mm-hmm. um, but the whole lockdown situation, homeschooling kids, oh, just it's really made me reassess what my priorities are. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a really hard it was a really hard time in my life being pregnant, giving birth and having a newborn um, throughout all that. Like that, there's there's still some trauma that I'm still sort of only just coming to terms with. Um, but the silver lining of that is that I realised that I actually really love my kids and I love spending time with my family. Um, and this for the first time, so I have two girls who are older um, and then um, I had my son in July last year. And with both of the girls, I was kind of itching to get back to work um, and I felt like I needed something else just for myself and I really quite struggled being a stay-at-home mum. But this time around, and I don't know what it is, whether it's my age, whether it's 
2020 COVID, whether it's, I just, I don't know what it is, but I'm just in love and obsessed with my son and I just want to spend all the time in the world with him. (laughs) Um, I just feel like I have so much more patience this time around, you know, like he didn't sleep at all last night and I just, it doesn't bother me like it did with the girls. I I just, I can't put my finger finger on what, what the change is. Um, but yeah, and I think that's part of my just situation at the moment where I don't really know what's next for me because my priority right now is just to spend as much time with him and with my girls and with my husband as I can. So yeah, it's just it's making it's making life a little bit difficult in the fact that I'm usually really quite decisive. Um, and I usually, you know, have everything planned out and I just, <laughs> I don't at the moment. And I'm, like I say that I'm trying to be comfortable with the uncomfortableness, but it's taken me very long time to be even semi-okay with that. Um, and mm. it's it's a challenge that I'm trying to push myself into um, to not have everything sorted and, you know, to not know what's next and that's okay so that's just, that's a big challenge for my personality type. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to just, just sit in it and just see what happens, that the right thing will come along or or won't and I'll just, I'll, I'm sure I'll figure it out sooner or later. Yeah, what a great place to be in though. I mean, that's that's fantastic really. And, and you know, something that I talk about a lot and we all think about a lot is that change is so hard too and, and getting, being uncomfortable is not, nice like it's awful when you're when you're not used to yeah yeah so I'm interested do you think part of the reason is because you were a lot more set up in your career this time like do you think there was that yearning that you needed to get everything set up and so that was a real focus whereas this time with the third baby you were just like just a lot more comfortable with where you're at at the stage of your career as well yeah I think that definitely plays a part so when I went on mat leave with my second child um I was just starting out and I just was so driven and so passionate and I just wanted to like say yes to everything and I just I just loved it so much whereas now it's not that I don't love photography it's just that I love hanging out with my kids more which hasn't always been the case mm-hmm. um yep so yeah it's just it's just all very new to me because I haven't felt like this before yeah, how cool though, and how great that you can you're actually following that and not kind of resisting it too. I mean, I think there's something really special in that as well because a lot of people would probably just feel the pressure and like resist that desire to just you know go with the flow and to take the sort of more uncomfortable yeah, that's it. And, and you know not as easy path as such. So yeah, I think that's wonderful, and I think it's it's lovely to hear that you're doing that. Um, so I wanted to go <laughs> so many directions I could go with you, Leah. It's amazing. <laughs> You're, you've been, um, you know, you've got so much good to offer us. But so in the very beginning when you were getting started, like what what was, did you find it hard? Or like it sounds like it sort of happened organically, but was it hard to have the confidence to get started? You know, I know, I know a lot of people and I know myself like starting starting to share on Instagram and starting to show up and starting to kind of talk about the fact that you've got this business or whatever. Was it hard at the start? Um, yes and no. I'm going to say, like, when I, when I started, um, it was, it was a very different time in Mm -hmm. social media than it is now. 
Yeah. Um, I started my business at the same time as some really awesome people who gave me a chance and I gave them a chance kind of thing and I'm still Mm -hmm. dear friends with them um, to this day. Um, For example, Gemma from Arlo & Co, um, Mm -hmm. she was starting her business around about the same time that I did and she would send me little bits and pieces of her personalised name plaques and stuff like that and I would photograph them um, so she would get the photos and, and my kids got these cute little things for their bedrooms um, and she's massive now. Like, she's an absolute powerhouse, but we've stayed friends um, to this day. And, you know, I, I reckon I would have between 10 and 20 businesses um, that I did a similar thing with um, back in the day. And that's really what started me. Um, I would say that the turning point for my, in inverted brackets, success on Instagram started when I did um, a social media course um, Mm -hmm. with a digital um, marketing agency called The Digital Picnic in Melbourne. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, They actually came to Bendigo. Um, But, yeah, I just sort of learnt the social media basics for Instagram and just did what I was told to do and it it kind of worked. Like I don't have a massive following by any means, but um, I have a beautiful, engaged community. And yeah, I don't, I don't. I remember saying actually at this, I will only ever post business stuff. <laughs> um, and now look at me. <laughs> I was like, this is where it's at. I'm just going to post business stuff. There's no need for me to post anything about my personal life. It's just all about business. And then now I would say it's like ninety percent personal and ten <laughs> percent business. Yeah, but that, I mean, that's the way a lot of people go, though, as well, because people want that personal connection and that's what people, you know, and, yeah. and our businesses and our lives and especially your type of business is so crossed over with your personal life in a lot of ways anyway, and that's how you get Absolutely. to know what's behind the brand and all of that. Um, so you mentioned the, the support that you had at the start and the and the, it sounds like the sort of the connections and that building up together, and I know you're really big on community and I wanted to ask you about that because... You have built a very strong and vibrant community and you started, I, I think it started as a hashtag and turned into a group called Girls from the Go, which I'd yeah. love you to tell us mm-hmm. more about. And then now you've also set up a new business with another friend called Gather and Grow. Is that right? Yes. So it's, it yes. is it's just Girls from the Go has been rebranded basically. Um, ah, rightio. Okay, yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so let's tell us same... about how that sort of came about and, and what that's about because I love that you've built that beautiful community. Yeah, yeah. Well, so I was going out in my early years, I was going out and photographing small business owners um, and every time I'd turn up I'd have a really good conversation with them um, about, you know, how they started their business, what their what their aim was, their why, like why are they doing it? Um, and there was one really big common theme that I was noticing and that was that they all felt isolated. They didn't have any friends that were in business um, so they sort of felt very lonely and didn't have anyone to talk to because, as you know, like if you're not in business, you don't, you just don't get it. And that's that's um, no shade on anyone. It's just mm. that, you know, you just don't get it if you haven't been there. Um, so I noticed this common thread and so I was talking to some girlfriends about it and we um, we sort of came up with the hashtag girls from the go um, just, just as a bit of fun but just to sort of 
create this Instagram community. Um, so everyone who used the hashtag, you know, you go into that sort of album and you can kind of scroll through female business owners in Bendigo. Um, and then from there I thought, well, a Facebook group would probably be more useful for people. Um, so I started a Facebook group and it was started out as maybe 15 or 20 um, of my friends or people that I've photographed personally. And then it just grew and grew and grew. So I think we've got about, we've got over 200 members in the group, Facebook group now. Um, and up until a month ago, it was for female-led business owners. Um, but last year, mid-last year, I decided that I wanted to open it up to all genders. Um, and for that reason, I rebranded it to Gather and Grow um I redid the logo and then I just sat on it and did nothing with it and I was like I just I really need some help with it like I've got some great ideas for the business I just don't have time to do it it's not a paid job so always my photography took priority over anything to do with that because obviously I'm getting paid for it and that's just what you need to do as a a responsible adult Um, (laughs) you know got to pay the mortgage and that sort of thing so yeah I sat on it I've sat on it for years um and not really given it the love that I would have liked to have given it so I sat down I was like I need to ask somebody for help who's that going to be um and yeah my friend Beck um who came on board as my assistant with my photography stuff a couple of years ago she helps me with my workshops and um you know, just like setting up and styling shoots and stuff like that. Um, I thought of her. She's an amazing person. She's an amazing woman. Um, She is very much um, passionate about helping promote small businesses as well. Um, So I just I felt like we work really well together already, um, but I just felt like she had the really, she had the perfect skills for it and we have a really good, complimentary personalities so I asked her and she said yes and so that's where we are we've just hosted two events in the last couple of weeks which have been a huge success and yeah I'm really looking forward to whatever the future brings um with gather and grow with Beck on board as my little business wifey yeah that's awesome and so you've sort of found a way to monetize it there too by having the events and stuff is that right is, is yeah that's still- right yeah we we don't make much but it's um yeah. you know at least we're getting paid for our time and hopefully yeah in the future the idea is to have um a website with an online directory um you know we've got sort of over two thousand followers on instagram so you know we want to be able to shout do shout outs on that and help promote small businesses around the area um we want to be able to continue hosting events. We sort of sat down the other week and we're trying to do one per month for the next 12 months and just see how that goes. So, yeah, we've got lots of ideas and, um, yeah, hopefully we can monetize it and actually um, bring in some kind of wage for ourselves doing it as well. Yeah, awesome. And so are the events, are they, like, business-focused or what? Um, the- business and social. We, we want mm-hmm. people to be able to get out of their isolation, come out, meet new people um, Mm -hmm. and just have a bit of fun. Um, But we also want to help upskill business owners in the area as well. So um, there'll be a good little mixture of um, sort of social and upskilling, networking, that sort of stuff. Mm, Fantastic. And so I'm interested, why did you decide to expand it 
to make it more was it just to make it more inclusive or did you feel like there was the need for men to be involved with this sort of stuff too or what was the reason or men and other genders but what was the reason for sort of opening it up more yeah it is it was to do with just being totally inclusive um to yeah. be honest I just wanted um for example my husband is a small business owner he runs his own business um, and I thought, geez, he could really get some value out of this Facebook group, being able to jump on and ask questions or even just listen to the discussion threads that happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, like one of the questions, you know, on a Facebook group and you have you can ask questions that people have to answer before they're accepted into the group. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was, do you, identi- do you identify as female? And I just... It just didn't sit well with me. Um, yeah. Because yep. I just, anyone should be, be able to come in and you shouldn't have to identify as anything to be part of, to be part of it. So um, that was, that was the, probably the sort of starting point of me going, nah, that's not right. Um, I'm not, I'm not a feminist. I think that I want everything, everyone and everything to be equal um, and fair. So I don't know. I just thought that let's open it up and just see what happens. Mm. That's interesting you say you're not a feminist because the definition of feminist would be equality, really. So I think, and I, but I also, I love what you're saying there about, I think it's so lovely to really have that inclusivity. And I think it's great that you're showing that leadership in this, in, in this space and doing that. I think there's so much more room for that too, which is really nice, actually. I like what you've said there. I think that's, yeah, it's, it's, it, I can see why you have done that and it's nice to be more inclusive and I think there's, yeah, it's great to see that happening. So that's cool. I'm interested to see where that project takes you actually. It's going to be, it sounds like it'll be awesome. Yeah, hopefully it goes well and I think like <laughs> we'll probably get 90% female but that's okay. We'll, <laughs> we're, we've opened the door and we'll just see who wants to come in. Yes, it's so interesting, isn't it? Like women do seem to be a lot more proactive with doing this sort of thing and taking that sort of space. But, you know, there's obviously like so much isolation for men in business and all that sort of thing as well. So it'd be great if you can get them, you know, more engaged, get them happening. And even if they just, yeah, want to ask the questions in the Facebook group without actually coming to events and stuff, even that's still great for them just to have that safe yeah. space, isn't it, to ask questions and do all that. Yeah, so exactly. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And so I also wanted to just dig into with you, like, Obviously, you're at a, t- a point now where you're kind of having this bit of a uh, a moment where you're like, I'm not really sure what the next move is or what feels right or just giving yourself that space really to figure it out um, yeah. and that's uncomfortable for you. But have there been other times, you know, over the last kind of since you've been building this business up where you've really felt that self-doubt kick in or you've felt that like there's been a big period of struggle or challenge and then, you know, where things just sort of got too much for you or whatever the struggle's been and then and then how you've got over that. Have you had any of those sort of experiences? Because I, I love learning from people about how they've kind of managed those challenging times. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm currently in a position right now where I'm, I'm struggling with that. Um, I think people see me as someone who's really confident, um, but I am actually in a position now where I am... I do have a lot of self-doubt. I put a lot of pressure on myself to figure things out. Um, you know, I haven't done a photo shoot really in, I've maybe done a handful in this last 12 months and I sort of think I feel like maybe people are, maybe I've missed out on some things and maybe I'm not 
up with the times now because I haven't worked in so long. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm currently feeling some self doubt and some imposter syndrome stuff. Um, so I don't really have a resolution for that. But I mean, I have I've, I've I think we all do um, struggle with imposter syndrome at one time or the other. Um, I did some really great work with a lovely woman named Cat John. Um, not last year, but the year before. Uh, mm-hmm. She is a phenomenal human being. And I did a six-month program with her where I saw her every fortnight and she just helped me through. Originally I went and saw her um, because I had this idea of getting my workshops, uh, my photography courses online. And I just had this massive mental block. I just would not make myself do it. I couldn't figure out what it was. I just felt like I was just up against this glass ceiling and I could not smash through it. And I don't know, I just don't know what it was. Um, So I went to her and explained that to her. And about three weeks later, I had my online courses up and running. So she was was absolutely amazing in helping me do that. Um, But then because we sort of tackled that and got, got those online so quickly, I had the rest of the six months to kind of work on myself. So we did a lot of work on um ego and like recognizing what that was and mindfulness and intuition and that sort of stuff um which is has been amazing for me um I would even say life-changing um I guess that's yeah that's one thing that I've done in the past is sort of sought help from um professionals I even had a quick um sort of life coachy chat with another woman named Megan Luscombe a few weeks ago just in regards to the current situation that I'm in <laughs> um, where I have no idea what I'm doing, where I'm going or anything like that. And she had some really great advice for me too. So I think for me, I'm a talker. I need to talk <laughs> through things. I, I can't bottle things up. I need to I need to talk it through. So, um, yeah, I guess investing in... Um, sort of avenues of being able to talk to other people about it has always worked really well for me. Um, yeah. That is so cool. I, uh, it's so funny that you say that um, with the course stuff, how you just had this block and you couldn't push through it because I have felt like that myself for so long. And it is incredible when you go and see someone like that and look how quickly that happened for you. In three weeks you were able to get it out there. And oh, just it like just stupid. I can't believe oh. that I put it off for years like years I had been planning that I put it off for so long and I saw I I think I figured out in the end the reason that I didn't get it done was that the goal was too big um Uh and so I didn't know where to start and Kat Mm. sat me down and she was like well these are the small actionable goals to get to the big goal start here so I did Mm -hmm. I just ticked off one thing after the other like write the curriculum shoot the videos, edit the videos, find a pr- mm. find a platform to um, have it all on. But because I just had this one goal in my head, do online courses, I was just <laughs> deer in the headlights like, yeah, I wish I could swear right now. I was just like, <laughs> oh. yeah, where do we even begin? So, yeah, yeah I could just relate so much. I'm laughing so much because it's been, that's been exactly me as well. Like <laughs> you just- resonate to you. Yes, and I've done a million courses and, you know, sometimes you can have this 
it's exactly that. Like it's just you, you're aiming too high. And, you, and I think also it's that perfectionism too. Like you want to get it exactly right and you don't know how to actually where to break it down and start. And so uh, I think that's fantastic. Uh, that's yeah. why I'm just laughing because I can relate so much to what you're saying. And it's I've yeah. just started working with someone as well on the same thing, just breaking it down and not going for, you know, going for the stars straight away. Like you just got to get something out there and that's – and I'm – Why do we well, do I'm that? I don't know. But do you agree that, like, it's yeah. not until you actually start doing it and start putting something out there that that's when you actually learn the most? Like, you're paralysed until you start yes. doing something. <laughs> yep. And Kat said to me, and it, that it's a common saying, done is better than perfect. You know, you can oh. – and even now, like, I, I look at the um, one of my courses, which I did launch a year and a half ago, Um and I would like—I would really like to find the time to redo the videos. Um, but guess what? They're done. They were out there. Um, yeah. We evolve, um, and my information and my knowledge has evolved. And so now mm-hmm. I will upgrade and um, redo those videos when I've got some time. Um, but I haven't sat on it for this eighteen months that they were out there. Still, really good information. I just want to add a few things. Um, and yeah, so it's just just starting, isn't it? Mm, absolutely and that's you know I always try to go back and look at actually where people have started because I love watching that journey and I think it's really empowering for other women to see that all these experts they started somewhere they didn't just all of a sudden click their fingers one day and wake up with these huge profiles and these huge online businesses and all these courses and all these amazing things I mean you know and it's it's super powerful to, to, to probably for you to go back and look now and say well yes it wasn't perfect when I started exactly like the same but I got it out there and look yep. where I am now and when I do the next model, it'll be even better. And oh, I just think, yeah, just that getting started is so crucial on that it's stuff, so isn't important. it? I look back at some of my first ever photos and I'm like, geez, that was shit. But at the time it was <laughs> the best that I could do and it got to me got me to where I am. So that's yeah. okay. I know, and isn't it funny? Because of course that's like, of course that's the journey and of course you have to start somewhere and get going, yeah. but then we all seem to hold ourselves back so much by thinking that it's got to be perfect and we've got to yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. it doesn't make any sense when you think about it and you know the just whole cliche start. of like That's yes in life just start oh and it's the journey not the destination and all that sort of thing as well so yeah. it's yeah, yeah so all powerful cliche stuff but it's so true isn't it exactly so the um a couple more questions but one thing I like to touch on with people is do you have a well-being practice? Like, and, and if you do, how important is that to you? Like, I mean, do you, you know, is there meditation? Is there exercise? Is there, um, you know, mindfulness? Is there anything or journaling or what sort of kind of habits do you have that, you know, sort of help you to maintain a good well-being? Or if you don't have a good well-being, you know, do, that might be fine as well. <laughs> but <laughs> what do you think you do that enables you to kind of maintain a good sense of well-being and sort of show up, I guess, for people? Yeah. I actually pride myself on this. Um, I feel like I've been really good for um, probably the last four to five years on creating really strong boundaries for myself. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's probably the strongest thing that I do for myself is advocating for time to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, for example, when I started out, um, I, I don't shoot weddings anymore, but I used to. Um, so, you know, one of my rules for myself now is I won't work on weekends. Um, I've set rules like I won't work when the kids are home. Um, yeah, just I, I will say no to clients that I don't want to work with. 
um, I guess I'm in a I'm in a lucky position now, um, and I have learned the hard way to <laughs> be able to say no when I feel those red flaggy clients come through. You can mm-hmm. you can you can spot them from a mile away. Um, <laughs> and in the past, I've said yes, and I've been so burnt and so hurt. Um, but now I'm in a really great position uh, where I'm confident enough to A, be able to spot them and B, be able to send them on their way in a really nice way and to say, you know, I think um, maybe X, Y and Z might be better suited to you for this job. Um, I always also put myself to bed early. Um, My husband makes fun of me. I'm like, come to bed and watch TV with me. And he's like, I don't want to go to bed at 7.30. I'm like, yeah, fair (laughs) enough. (laughs) So I usually put my kids to bed and I'll go to bed and like just watch TV or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I find that's really important for me. Bed is my place to recover, restore, recharge. So um, I always make sure that I get time just to chill out in bed by myself. Um, so yeah, I've, I, I'm pretty good at um, sticking to my boundaries and, you know, you learn as you go um, and you can spot spot the people who are going to take advantage of you um or not respect those boundaries and um I guess as you go you get better at sort of asserting yourself um Mm -hmm. and advocating for yourself instead of sacrificing yourself to please other people so I guess that would be probably my strongest um well-being practice is just yeah advocating for myself um to have that time for me actually massive because um so many women particularly struggle with that you know putting yeah, their own a lot needs of people first see it as being selfish but i yes. see it as being self-care um 100 you know i need to be away from my children um at some point <laughs> is that your alarm to pick up the kids leah <laughs> yeah it was yeah <laughs> my husband's gone so it's okay um <laughs> yeah you need to be away from your kids at some stage especially when you're sort of in the trenches um, like I am at the moment where you are at home with a child or a baby 24-7, you need that time to yourself. So my kids know that if um, I'm in bed and my door's closed, that that's my time to myself. So, you know, just boundaries like that I think are really important. So important. And you're so right in that it comes from having that, that self-confidence and that strength of, you know, knowing what you need really. And I think that's... Um, it's great to hear you say that and that you place that importance on it because I completely agree and it's I think it's it's sort of I don't know if it's a shame or it's sad but it, you know the society that we live in is sort of taught women that it's wrong to want to have that self-care time and that time for you when yeah. actually it's it's the exact opposite of that and the, and the more you're looking after yourself and the more you prioritize prioritize time for yourself and all sort of thing actually the better you are for everyone around you anyway so uh, that's and not only experience. that like we've been taught that it's wrong to want time to yourself yes we've also been taught that we have to be everything to everyone so how does that work (laughs) it's crazy isn't it it doesn't that's that's not it it doesn't work and so you know as the years go on the pressure will um hop off the women um in regards to you know what they have to do at home and at work and yeah hopefully in years to come there's better balance and better expectations I think 
Yeah, I agree. And I, I hope that too. And I think the more women that are like you that are setting that example of that and the better that the better that's going to be for everybody. And like you're showing your daughters that wonderful example now and your son yeah. of, um, you know, the way that it can be and, and what's possible. And I think that is, yeah, that's really important. And that'll be more and more important as we go forward as well, I think. So that's awesome. Yeah. Um, Thank you for sharing that with us because I think that is really powerful for a lot of women. And and thanks for, thanks for being so open about where you're at now. In- <laughs> <laughs> That's Sorry I don't have any, like, amazing wisdom because I am just in that place of NFI. I've got no idea what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, but I think that in itself is that, and that you're admitting that, and that you're owning that, and I, and I, you know, I was thinking you said you did the intu- intuitive work with Cat John as well, but I wonder if that really helped you in in this where you're at now that you've been able to tune into to your intuition of just saying, yeah. you know what, I just I just need to have this time now, and I don't know exactly what's next, but that's okay. I mean, it's not, and it's sort of I can see that you're still struggling with it a bit, but you're also allowing yourself to do it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So um, her work and um, helping me with my intuition has definitely helped me. And when I said before about that being life-changing, I would say that that, the biggest part of that life-changing moment for me was learning to trust my intuition. I I know that I've always had a really strong one, um, but I didn't know how big and strong it was. Like it actually freaked me out and scared me a lot um in the couple of classes that I did with her because I didn't realize how powerful my intuition was so now Mm. that I've kind of done that I feel um I just I feel like I can really lean into it and I can really trust it it has never been wrong and I yeah it's just louder I guess because I'm more open to it so what did, what does it involve? Like what did she teach you? I mean, I suppose it was obviously like a fair bit of sessions into tuning into your intuition, but is there something that you do like daily now, like a little reminder of how you tune into it or what, what was um, the practical yeah, so side of that? I did um, what I'm sort of referring to when I, um, when I say it freaked me out was um, I did a three-day weekend um, that she runs. Uh, it was called something else, but I think she's changed the name of it now, um, maybe to the legends or something. And so we did this on intuition. So um, everyone kind of, everyone has it. It's just a matter of knowing how to tap into it. Yeah. Um, some people might see see pictures or symbols. Some people might hear things. Um, you might just get this gut instinct. You might smell things. Um, and it's just how you learning how to interpret it, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remember this one day in this class. So I did this, and I think there was maybe fifteen other um, people in this three day weekend thing. Um, and I didn't know anyone. No one, no one knew each other. Mm-hmm. And we did this exercise on the second day. Um, first of all, I really struggled with the first day because it was really full on and. It made me look at, um, you know, some trauma from my childhood and stuff that I wasn't really ready to look at. So I didn't Mm. even want to go the second day. I was thinking about not going. So I pulled up out the front and I was like, oh, I don't want to go in. I really don't want to go in. And then all of a sudden this meditation music started playing through my car. To this (sighs) point, I had no idea where it came from. My radio, yeah, my radio was off. 
no, there was literally no, I closed every single app on my phone. There was nothing like, I don't know where it came from. So I took that as a sign. I was like, all right, someone wants me to go in there. So I did. I went in there and um, there was this exercise and we had to, so one of the people from the class sat up the front. We all closed our eyes um, and just sort of waited to see if anything came to us. And everyone sort of went around and were like, you know, I smelt daisies or um, I heard heard the word um, focus or something like that. And then the person up the front would be, would in turn, well, actually, you know, I, I feel like I need to focus or whatever. Um, and so that happened with the first person and they got to me and I was like, I think I'm broken. I can't do this. I got nothing. <laughs> um, and then she, Kat goes, you didn't get nothing. You got something. I was like, no, nah, I didn't get anything. She goes, no, you got something. Tell me what it was. And I was like, oh, I did actually get something. I just didn't want to say it. <laughs> so it was, you know, the, um, the, the Woolworths Ushies that you get. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. So it was like a Lion King Ushie. There's just an image of it popped up in my head. <laughs> so I told him and they were like, well, what do you think that means? And I was like, I don't know, maybe she's fierce or something. And the lady up the front goes, oh, I'm a Leo. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool, whatever. Um, and then the next lady hopped up and we we all closed our eyes and I got this image of an eye. It was just one eye and it was like a profile of an eye. Um, we all ran, went around and said our things and I said that, and I said, I've, I've seen this profile, like side side picture of this eye. It's not crying, but it looks sad. And she just goes, no fucking way. And she lifts up her top and she's got the exact thing in my head was tattooed on her body. Whoa. Yeah, I know. So that's that's one example of just, that just blew me away. And then oh stuff like that just kept happening over that three days. Yeah. And now, yeah, ever since, like, things like that just keep happening. Isn't that amazing that you just had to learn to trust as well? Yeah. Like, you were obviously so hesitant to kind of initially say, say but then yeah. once you learn to trust and now it's like mm-hmm. it's just building up that muscle of, of trusting your intuition and tuning into what it is and, like, recognising yeah. it and then trusting it. I love that. That's it. Oh. Yeah. So that was, yeah, freaky and scary and... It still blows me away, but now that I now that I've practiced it um, for such a long time, I just I do know that I can trust it, um, yeah. and I'm getting better at interpreting the symbols that I see. Um, and yeah, it, it oh. does. It helps me in life. Oh, that is so cool! I'm so glad I asked you that question. I, I do want to wrap up now because I know that you need to go as well. But I'm I'm really interested in that stuff because I think. It's something that we've actually lost the ability to do a lot of the time is tune into our tune in. Well, there's a bit of a about it as well, I think. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So I think it's really I love that story and that and thank you for sharing that because I think it is something that, you know, it's something that I try to work on too, is tuning into my intuition and really but I think, yeah, we really have lost it a little bit. So so cool. We'll have to go yeah. and look up Cat John now and go and do a workshop. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm open for a chat if you if you want to chat after this recording. Son, no one else wants to listen to it probably, but um, <laughs> I bet they do. Yeah. <laughs>
Oh, oh Leah, goodness. well, I, I, I will wrap it up there because I know that you need to go and the kids are getting home and all sorts of things and I think there's been a lot of gold in that for people. So thank you so much for sharing all of that with us and I will put all the links to where I'm you can find you. Leah. She's not doing any photos, obviously, at the moment or there's no wait list. I'd listen to that as well because I want photos too, Leah. <laughs> I'm unavailable, okay? <laughs> I know. Um, but there'll be lots of other ways that you can follow Leah's work and um, stay tuned. If she I'll does. let you know when I figure out my life. Exactly. That's right. Thank you so much for joining us, Leah. No worries. Thanks very much for having me, Kat. See ya. See ya.